Hi friends! Before I get into this episode, I just want to let you know that this episode will contain a brief discussion of the topic of suicide. If you're not in a good place to hear about that topic, I completely understand, and I'll catch you in the next one. Please take care of yourself and your mental health. Hi friends! Welcome back! This week, we're talking about The Dark and the Wicked, which is currently streaming exclusively on Shudder and stars Marin Ireland and Michael Abbott Jr. The Dark and the Wicked is directed by Brian Bertino, and if that name sounds familiar to you, it's because Brian Bertino directed what is, in my opinion, one of the best horror films ever made, and that is The Strangers. I recognize the name Brian Bertino, but I did not connect it with The Strangers, while I was watching the film, and I'm glad I didn't because I know that I would have been drawing comparisons the entire time. And this film really does deserve its own discussion. So I'll just get right into it. This is a brutal one, folks. My friend Whitney and I, shout out to her as I know she's listening, we have this joke about how after we watch a really brutal horror film, we need to visit a butterfly garden afterwards to cleanse ourselves. And this is definitely going to be a butterfly garden movie. So I would recommend just preparing for that and going into this one with that mindset. There are some very heavy themes in this film, and I'm going to do exactly what I didn't want to do and make a comparison to The Strangers right off the bat. But if you've seen The Strangers... And even if you haven't, you're probably at least familiar with the plot. Strangers has this really terrifying overall theme of how vulnerable we really are as human beings. That we could be chosen at random by a group of strangers who intend to do us harm for absolutely no reason. And if they really want to get inside our house, they can and they will. That is absolutely terrifying, and this film does have some similar themes, so just be prepared for that. The Dark and the Wicked, while it does have some similar themes to The Strangers, it is a completely different story that stands on its own. So with that, everyone has their favorite subgenre of horror. Some people love zombies, some are into creature features... Some love psychological thrillers, and myself, well, I love a haunted house movie. You all know that I'm a sucker for atmosphere, and this film definitely has it. We're on this incredibly creepy remote farm that is surrounded by woods. The farmhouse itself that most of the film takes place in is like if the cabin from Evil Dead had rooster wallpaper. You know that feeling when you're a kid and you visit an older relative's house and something about their house just creeps you the hell out and you don't really know why. This house perfectly embodies that feeling of being somewhere that just has bad vibes. You can't really put your finger on why, but it's very unsettling and just a really amazing setting. And to add to that, I actually read that this farm and farmhouse is owned by Brian Bertino's parents. So this is a real old creepy farm and farmhouse in the middle of nowhere, and that absolutely comes through on screen. So our main characters are Louise and Michael. 
they come to this farmhouse to help their mom care for their dad, who is very sick and basically on death's door. They quickly realize that there is clearly something wrong with their mom. She's extremely distant, she's rambling incoherently, and she really doesn't seem to even want them there. Which is very strange, because you would think during a difficult time like this, dealing with an illness, you would want your family around for support and to feel less alone and overwhelmed. And her behavior begins to escalate. I really want to talk about this particular sequence that happens with the mom that I thought was just incredible. And I'm not going to issue a spoiler warning because this was in the trailer. So you should already know this overall plot point. I'm just going to go into a bit more detail. So this particular sequence really just blew me away. As I mentioned, the mom is really not well, and we keep seeing this sequence of her obsessively chopping vegetables, which we've all seen the vegetable chopping in horror movies. It's very obvious foreshadowing for something that's going to happen, which you can probably guess, but honestly, that is not even the best part of this sequence to me. So the first time we see her chopping the vegetables... And she turns around, and one of the kitchen chairs has moved from the table across the room directly behind her, where she's standing at the kitchen counter. We see this in the trailer. This is obviously very creepy, of course. And, of course, we've seen this happen, you know, relatively often in horror films. You've got furniture moving around. Uh, That doesn't really bother me, especially if a scare is well-executed, or if it's elevated in some way, then I really don't mind if it's derivative of other things. And I think this one really is elevated. So again, we see her chopping vegetables. And spoiler alert, we all saw it coming. She chops her fingers off. But that isn't the scariest part to me. It is very gross and gory. So I think that the gore fans will appreciate it because it does not pull any punches. But the scariest part, and the best part to me, is that we hear this chair scrape across the floor again. We don't see it. It, The camera does not pan to the chair. The camera remains focused on the mother's face. She hears the chair scrape across the floor, and she knows that it's behind her again. And the look of resignation on her face, like, okay, I know what I have to do, absolutely made my skin crawl. Because what does a chair make you think of? It makes you think of hanging. And the mother is found hanging in the barn by her two children. The implication being that at the behest of this entity that has been tormenting her, she has taken her own life. The scraping of the chair across the floor is like this entity saying, hey, you need to do this. Here's this chair. And it is absolutely bone-chilling and phenomenal. In addition to that amazing sequence of events, this film really has some incredible scares working for it. And very tense, minimalistic scares, which I am a huge fan of. 
as Alfred Hitchcock said, there is no terror in the bang, only in the anticipation of it, which I'm always looking for that suspense building, that drawn out scare. When a jump scare happens, I want it to be rare and I want it to be unique. And this film really makes amazing use of all of the different tools that it has. I don't want to compare this film too much to The Strangers because, like I said, it is different and it does very much deserve its own discussion. However, I want to talk about one particular scare that Brian Bertino used in The Strangers that he does use again in this film. So in The Strangers, there is a scene that, in my opinion, is one of the greatest horror scenes of all time. In fact, it may be top three for me. And that is the scene that everyone remembers where Liv Tyler is standing in the kitchen and behind her in the doorway, we see the man in the bag appear. He is completely silent and she doesn't know he's there, but the audience does. And just as fast as he appears in the doorway, he disappears into her house. I could write an entire episode about how much I love this scene, how absolutely subtle and amazingly disciplined and truly horrifying I think it is. But I'll just say that we do get a scene like that in The Dark and the Wicked, and it's very subtle, so you have to be on the lookout for it, but it is chef's kiss. Aside from the really amazing scares that I've already talked about, this film has a lot of really great subtleties that are honestly just the cherry on top of a film that's already very strong with the scares. Another thing we see in the trailer is that the mom has a set up these sort of noisemakers, these kind of rudimentary wind chimes in the goat barn, and these are used incredibly well in a couple different scenes. It's really amazing to me how Brian Bertino made something so incredibly simple so terrifying. I could really go on and on about what I liked about this film, but I am going to stop here and give my reviews for The Dark and the Wicked. For casual viewers, I'm going to give The Dark and the Wicked a 3 out of 5. This film is extremely heavy, and it's not something I would necessarily sit down to watch if I was just looking for something to watch. However, that does not take away from how really excellent I think this film is, and how much I liked it, which is why for horror fans, I'm giving The Dark and the Wicked a 4 out of 5. I think horror fans will absolutely love the scares in this one, and they'll also be looking for similarities with Brian Bertino's other films, which is part of the fun. Thank you so much for listening, friends, and make sure you check out The Dark and the Wicked on Shudder. Let me know what you thought over on Facebook and Instagram. And if you enjoyed the show, it would mean a lot if you could rate me on Apple Podcasts. That really helps out a lot. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time.